When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into another Seminole Softball Rap Podcast. Brian Pellern here with Gwen Rhodes. Gwen, OKC. I know. So exciting. I, I, was, I was told it was impossible. I mean, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. Uh, four seasons of it, I believe. Um, that's a terrible joke. My God, welcome in. It's a College World Series, a Women's College World Series podcast preview, super regional recap. Um, man, this was... I don't know if game one score says it, but I thought this was a really fun two game set here. It it was, um, it was fun. I, I really enjoyed watching both of these games. I thought game two, especially was, uh, was a barn burner that somehow <laughs> always felt like just far enough away to not give you a heart attack, but still yeah. very close. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I just like was more scared of Georgia than I should have been. I don't know. Like I know our, I know what our team is capable of. You know what I mean? Like they've come out against the heavy hitters and done very well. But I don't know. Maybe it's the postseason that scares me a little bit more. Well, it's the it's the fresh wound from last year that I think had everyone still in their mind last last weekend. And then the yeah. idea of a team. You know, I mean, we talked about it. you're you're in the final sixteen teams. Everyone can hit. Uh, everyone can pitch. So it's just like don't make the big mistake. Just play your game, and and hopefully it works out. Honestly, it appeared to work out for just about everybody around the country. Oh, yeah. It seems like every home team but one's heading on, and, and we'll get to that in a bit and preview, um, I guess, their side of the bracket, where they bracket two, I think, right? Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, whatever. It's one and two. It's one or two. 50-50 shot. I think it's two. Uh, so I'll just go ahead and go, go game by game. I mentioned game one. Uh, score, not saying it's very close. It was it was 8-1. Uh, but it was Georgia who scored first, the early home run, but with Cap was really spectacular from there. Uh, offense kind of blew up in the third on that second time through, like the lineup turned over, Muffley got on, and then it, it felt like they just kind of picked it up from there. He had a couple, was it Muffley reached? He had a couple of failed bunt attempts, which I saw the uh, the thread had a lot of like, God, oh, don't get the bunt down. And then like, you know, <laughs> she smokes a double and it was like, glad she didn't get the bunt down. Uh, Kaylee hit a double after that. Michaela single to bring her home. That was really all you needed. Um, you had Mac beat out a double play, which brought in another run. Belvi, right? We checked that yeah. before, man. Be- yeah. Belvi, that's Brian. See, you guys behind the circle here. Brian knows nothing. So that was him <laughs> asking Gwen if he got the pronunciation right that he asked beforehand. Um, that was huge play, too. It was a, a nice momentum play, scoring from second on a double play ball. It really kind of took care of itself from there, right? Yeah, I mean, like, when Georgia scored first, I was like, oh, gosh, like, here we go. Like, <laughs> it's going to be the first of many home runs. And it really wasn't just because cat was outstanding in the circle. Um, you know, five, 
0.2 innings. That was amazing. And then Kaylee Mudge was like completely the offense after that. I mean, Hallie Waycaser got in there too, but I mean, Mudge, three RBIs, amazing. Yeah, the two of them were, were your your catalyst in the fifth. You drove in four more there. You, you damn near got the run rule. Uh, <laughs> they both drove in two there in the fifth. And then uh, was it a... I forget was it was it Kerr had the liner in the center that that almost dropped in but just kind of hung up long enough for him to catch it. If that one falls, you you, you walk it off there and a run rule in the fifth. Um, Cat get you to two outs in the sixth. You go to uh, Alley. You like yeah. the choice? I, I saw the group kind of panicked. I was I was very active in the in the uh, article game thread this for, for game two, and um, that was a lot of panic. I didn't mind it. I I, I thought it was a fine choice. Yeah, I was really happy with Allie. Like, you know, you could probably go to Allison or, you know, McKenna after that. But I think Allie offers a nice change of speed from anybody. Like Kat is, you know, we all know what Kat does. Um, But Allie, just like she's so different than everybody else, like coming in and closing. It was just great. And they talked about, too, the the idea. Obviously, you're up seven, so I'm sure that's got a large bit to do with it. Um, you know, but McKenna versus kind of their power being maybe a, a, a bad matchup. Uh, I'm sure that probably was part to play, but I, I think most of it's probably a lead there, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, I've kind of heard rumblings that, you know, I think McKenna did pitch in the second um, game, but she didn't last very long. And it wasn't because she was doing bad. It was just because she wasn't the matchup for Georgia. Um, and there were other people that were, um, but I, think McKenna still did good you know she came in she did her job and got the team where they needed to be yeah Allie it was obviously it was it was overblown but it was fun to watch the panic of of up 8-1 and Allie comes in with two outs in the six and was like oh god why does coach want to give me a heart attack and I was like guys guys there's four outs to get seven runs now we just saw watching to do that last weekend um but you know seven runs and four outs is not an easy an easy task and um, it wasn't like you were asking to do all that much. She she pitched well after hitting the first batter. It really wasn't anything that I feel like they gave her a monumental task. And we talked about it last week, the idea of different looks and getting people different, ex- more experience too. Yeah. I mean, the only person that we've used consistently in the past that didn't get any playing time this weekend was Allison Royalty. Right. Um, so you can imagine she'll get some playing time in the first or second game, depending on if we win or lose. But yeah. Yeah, I think we'll see how that plays out and how many games there are. But I would have to imagine you'd see Allison. I have to imagine you'd probably see all four of them o- over the course of it if you are yeah, playing long absolutely. enough. Um, so, yeah, so you take that game 8-1. Like we mentioned, you really had a chance to run rule them pretty early. Uh, it doesn't work out that way. But it was another just cat held them down and the offense does what they're supposed to do to kind of just put it out of reach where you can kind of sit her for a little bit, rest her um this game two though is is obviously you become the road team in your own stadium there is a 4-2 win and I think we kind of talked about this last weekend um we kind of expected Mac to get the start she did and and she was great yeah I'm I'm just so happy for Mac um I don't know if you saw this or if anyone listening saw this but Florida State softball posted like a post-game video like hype video or like sentimental video or whatever and you know, the team has this wooden oar that they have to like signify their mantra for the season, which is let's ride. And I didn't know this, but apparently like after every game, maybe like the most impactful player or something like goes on and puts a sticker on the handle of the oar. And that was Mac Leonard for um, this last game. And I, I just felt so great watching her like do that because, you know, we've seen her like struggle this season and 
to not only show up in a post postseason game, but give you four and a third inning, like with one run and one walk, like that's outstanding. And I'm really glad to see that she was able to do that. Yeah, she was spectacular. The, you mentioned that that moment and she had as the crowd kind of chanted her name as she left yeah. the game. Um, you know, I you, we kind of felt Mac coming on towards the end of the year and, and obviously she wasn't in the circle for a while there, but she gives them so much just being yeah. able to pitch to being an extra arm and, and can give you, I mean, even if it's just an inning, but to give you four and a third and a super regional is, uh, I think, more than we could have even expected on, on her run through the last few weeks. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the ball from there goes over to McKenna. As you mentioned, she kind of didn't go very long. Uh, turned back over to Cat, but I do want to switch the offense for a second. You did have the three, the third third inning, got the two hit by pitches. Belvi gets a pinch run uh, for mm-hmm. Keen. Mudge moves him over. You score on a fielder's choice, and then Harding brings in two on a double. You're up three nothing. Um, I don't know if it felt over there. It, it was a quick like, okay, here they go again. Uh, fifth inning, you got one more from from I think Gwen's favorite combo on the team, the the Michaela Amaya combo, the pinch run stolen. I base. mean, has not gotten us in any sticky situations yet. I mean, I kind of was worried. Um, I think just because it wasn't so automatic in this situation, I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's not going to work, but it did. So it took it took a two out single, but it it did work out because it always does. Even when we doubt it, it always comes back around. Um, I think it's another example of this team just being able to manufacture runs in, yeah. in even games that really aren't there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, in I guess it was the first game because I'm not seeing her name on this, the second game's uh, box score. But Katie Dack, like in the first game, she came in with an RBI opportunity and, you know, line drive right to the third baseman. And it's like, oh, gosh, like what what's going to go our way um, if things like that are happening. And there were kind of like moments like that in the first game too, where it's like, Oh gosh, we just can't get anything to fall or go our way for a little bit. But I mean, this team just knows how to capitalize in the late innings or, you know, second or third times at the lineup. And then after that, it's like, you know, five runs all of a sudden the other team doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. I think it was an early, an early pinch hit move on her there. And she, uh, it was, I remember that it was like lined in third baseman, like laid out and made a nice catch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, um, I mean, the score, you, I mean, just the way you scored in, in game one, you had a double play score from second. Uh, I mean, double play ball, obviously beaten out score from second. So a fielder's mm-hmm. choice score from second. And then you had the fielder's choice run scoring here. Um, it was just the one that got reviewed. I can't remember if it was the game two or the game one. They ended up having to review because they called her out at the plate, but she wasn't really. Oh, the one with Autumn. Yeah, yeah that was Autumn. His game. That was his game. Second yeah. game. Um, so, I mean, I, I I thought she was safe live, but, you know, I, I think in review it was actually closer than I thought it was. But, um, yeah. you know, scoring with two hit by pitches, scoring on fielder's choices, um, obviously a double helps. But, you know, you're not a team that that hits a, a thousand home runs. You're not like Oklahoma, who's you're going to look up yeah. and get six home runs in a game. But, um man, you can find a thousand ways to score. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, what you want. Like, yeah, teams like Oklahoma or like NC State at one point, their mantra is home run mindset, where it's like they're going to score off the home run. Um, But it's kind of detrimental sometimes. Like at Oklahoma, it's never detrimental. Like, you know, Oklahoma's Oklahoma. But like in NC State's um, perspective, like it can be detrimental because that's all they knew how to do and that's all they did. Um, but for us, like 
the three or four other ways, like that's, that's what you want. You know, you don't want to live and die by a fast team or like a a long ball team. You want to be able to create havoc on the bases and score any way the other team will give you. Yeah. And I think Georgia was probably an example of that this weekend, right? That, that, they were, I think, top 10 in, in like home runs per game and, and just yeah. felt like they didn't really have a way to score runs if they weren't hitting out the yard. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't something that Kat was going to allow. Speaking of Kat, obviously, I just kind of mentioned it. She came back in on the sixth. There was a uh, runner on. I think she walked the first batter. Uh, yeah, forced to pop out. Forced to pop out. And then I think the next the next AB was one out. What was that? I think she got two strikeouts. It was like um. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, she had the. Uh, I think it was a pop out, and then um, the two the two strikeouts back to back because the first one was was a, a very long at bat. Yeah, um, that she that she later got the strikeout on. Then the next one was I think a three pitch strikeout. But um, man, it, it felt like that was the game uh, yeah. until the seventh happened, which became somehow even more nerve wracking. <laughs> uh, you had the leadoff single, which was another just really long at bat from Georgia. I, you know, I. I could see teams pressing in those moments, but it felt like somehow Georgia got really good in their last couple at bats. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the first one it's I'm showing foul ball or strike foul ball, foul ball, foul ball, ball, foul, ball, foul, ball. And then she gets a single. Um, So, I mean, and then after that, the next three batters don't even see two pitches, Um, (laughs) but they were determined to get on and they did, but it just wasn't enough. So yeah, she ends up getting the ground out. They, they reviewed the play there on that second out, um, which the, you know, I think they were arguing she was off the base, but pretty clearly on the base, you know, they, the announcers were talking about maybe it's an icing, icing the pitcher situation. Uh, and then she gets to fly out to end it. But um, you know, hats off to Georgia for fighting through it, but uh, you know, cat just a uh, way to go. What a way to, to, to play her last home game for cat. Yeah. I mean, Kat kind of, when I was, I mean, I, I'm only thinking about this because I just finished watching the Alabama game. Like Kat kind of reminds me, reminds me of Montana Fouts in that aspect where it's like, she knows she's a senior. She knows like this is her last chance at home or the last chance with the team. And she's not going to give that up. Like that's just something you have to like pry out of her hands. And that's exactly what she did. I, that's the kind of leadership you need from yeah. a senior as well. This is someone that this is my team. This is the ball belongs to me and I'm going to go in this game. Yeah. Uh, so congrats to Kat. Congratulations to the whole team. Uh, we get another week of doing this podcast, which is a huge win for us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we have some more bonus content. I th- we're going to try, I think another preview episode for you guys coming up later this week, but um, you know, this team is, is really how do I put it? This weekend to me was everything I thought you and I have talked about all year about the way that this team is one of the best in the country mm-hmm. in that they can kind of give you everything. You you can get the, the bottom of the lineup pitcher, give you a strong outing. You can have the top end pitching from Cat. You can manufacture runs. You can throw up threes and fours and run in innings and score in a bunches without having to just be home runs. You can score by stealing bases. Um, it just seems like this Florida State team has everything you would want in a team that isn't Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's what you want in the culmination of the season. Like throughout the season, you know, there were times when hitting wasn't where it needed to be. Um, like maybe one or two players carried and the rest was kind of like, oh, they're not that good right now or they're in a slump. 
Um, and then there were times when the pitching was all cat or it was all McKenna or something like that. Like, you know, and now it's like, we have what we need. We have Mac firing on all cylinders. We have cat fire, firing on all cylinders. Like Allie's shaping up. Well, McKenna is obviously McKenna. She's outstanding. Um, and the lineup, the bats, it's one through nine, truly like Katie Dak. I Katie Dak hasn't started a game in a month, probably. Um, but when she comes off the bench, she gets really hard hits. Um, and she knows how to deliver for the team as a pinch hitter. I was gonna say it's like one through nine plus 10 for Katie. And then like plus yeah. 11, plus 11 and 12 for your pinch runners in Amaya and autumn. It's just yeah. like, they've got so many ways to beat you. And, and um, you know, it, it's a, it's a long stretch from the team from long, that Longwood, the, the, yeah. uh, the team from the Oklahoma weekend, um, you know, they're just, they're just playing great ball. One other thing I wanted to ask you about, we talked about it a lot this year and I saw it. Um, you quote tweet something like this earlier. Uh, third base seems, seems pretty okay. Oh yeah. I mean, at, at the beginning of the season, of course, we all had our, you know, worries or question marks or who should be there, Christina or Kaylee, but man, Kaylee in these last two games was like outstanding. I don't, I mean, it was very much Sydney Sherrill-esque, like of course, Sydney Cheryl is, you know, a different breed, but I mean, Kaylee was just outstanding. And I'm really glad to see that she's like come around to that spot. Um, and looking forward to next season, I, I see no reason why she's not at their base. Yeah, I it's it was the biggest question mark that I think we got most often through the podcast. It seemed like mm-hmm. weekly it was like or well, I guess every other week because we didn't do it every every weekly. But, um, you know, third base, what are we doing? Third base, what are we doing? Like you said, they've really started to figure out everything. It, it seems like they've yeah. kind of reached the, where you'd want this team to be heading into Oklahoma City. It's uh, it's really impressive. You know, mm-hmm. that everything that I think they were working towards that Coach was kind of building fo- toward pitching depth and all that, it seems to have worked out great. Yeah, um, and I think, you know, also BK is now our solidified first baseman, it seems. So when Max not pitching, Max a DP. And I think that's just great. Like I've seen BK like handle so many hard hit balls or iffy balls or whatever. Like she handles it really well over there at first base. So I'm really glad to see that she's kind of our certified first baseman now too. Yeah. And uh, one other thing I wanted to mention before we moved on to some, some OKC previews and recapping around the country of what happened. Uh, you mentioned Sid, avid listener of the pod sub Sid. Um, <laughs> Let us know anytime at OK Gwen. You could just hit the DMs. Come on through anytime you'd like to jump in on the pod. Um, but uh, Sydney Cheryl was the star of the weekend that wasn't <laughs> on the field, right? So she was yeah. climbing. She was climbing the net behind home plate during play. She was, uh, I think, told to get off the railing at another point. She was leading the cheers. She was everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like I said this to somebody. I was like, I feel like Sydney Cheryl was born to be an alum. Like, <laughs> I, this is probably her first game back. You know, not in uniform. She wasn't there on Friday. I don't think. I think Saturday was the first day she was there. Um, and it, I think she's going to be an OKC. I really don't know why she wouldn't be. Um, yeah, it was just so funny to see because we all know Sydney Cheryl like on the field or whatever. But it's like people got to see Sid Cheryl outside of being a Florida state player, I guess. And it was just, it was fun to see. I'll say that. Yeah. Your dad had a video of her uh, leading cheers around, uh, around two. And yeah. so it was just, um, 
Yeah, I, she, you know, like you said, born to be an alum, just like yeah. the perfect, like, I just love this school. I'm going to die for this school. So, yeah. uh, you know, welcome back, Sid. Yeah, I guess for the weekend. Too, OKC, not like, yeah. 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 See you in OKC. Uh, let us know if you're there again. Call in at OK Gwen, OK, A-W, A-K, OK, whatever. You know how to spell it. Um, <laughs> looking elsewhere. OK, A-Y-G-W-Y-N. That's what it is. Yeah. OK, look at that. Many I, was, That's I was throwing W's in there. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> Uh, so elsewhere across the country to talk, it, it, I kind of mentioned off the top, it was, um, you, you said, you called it last weekend, very chalk. And if last weekend was very chalk, I guess this weekend was extremely chalk. Yeah. Uh, the only, the only one that didn't go that way was Stanford who got, who, who, uh, who swept Duke in, in North Carolina there. Otherwise it's Oklahoma sweeping Clemson, uh, Alabama, as you just mentioned, one, two out of three against Northwestern coming back, losing the first game, but Tennessee sweeps Texas. Obviously, Florida State sweeps Georgia. Uh, Oklahoma State sweeping Oregon in a series that wasn't close at all. I think it was 17-1 in the combined score. Uh, Washington sweeps UL, which was a combined, I think, 10-0 in the two games. And then Utah won uh, two out of three, losing the first to San Diego State. Um, Pretty straightforward weekend. I think you said at one point, like, can someone please force a game three? I need something to do with my Sunday. Yeah, (laughs) I was just... I mean, I'm really happy and I'm really like those games that I watched were good, but it's just kind of like maybe a lackluster super regional weekend. Yeah, not many close ones. I mean, the only real close series was Alabama Northwestern. Yeah, I I mean, I I guess you could say game two from Oregon from Oklahoma Clemson was fun. Um, fun for a little bit. Clemson had him on the ropes there and a three run homer and they're down to their last strike ends up saving Oklahoma. And then of course they homer again in the ninth to win it. But um, yeah, outside of that, nothing was really very close. No, I mean the Utah San Diego state series was interesting. um, But I think it was a little bit more interesting because it was the ump show out in Salt Lake more than it was (laughs) the actual players. Unfortunately, it was a really pretty uh, setup they had there. It was like it's like it's like it's, it's almost like it's in its own park. The outfield it like was went forever. So cool! Like I tweeted, I was like, "Oh, Utah needs to host every year." Like it was just outstanding. It was so cool to see. I did also see you tweet that uh, was it. Every, every school in the Pac-12 has now been to the is going to the College World the Women's College World Series, and and yeah. you're maybe you're maybe prodding your your current school to to join the crew. And uh, that school out in Boulder, couple schools <laughs> need a softball team. But I mean, there's more stuff to it than I even begin to comprehend. So I can only wish. Well, for now, we'll call it a wish. Uh, I started to write down Gwen's predictions for the weekend. Um, didn't get very far because I was trying to remember it off the top of my head. And I was like, oh, eventually I'm going to sit down and listen to the last week's podcast and write it down. Uh, I'm just going to say you went eight and no. How about that? Uh, although I think you probably you had Oregon, I think over Oklahoma State, maybe. I, I think maybe. I had Oklahoma State. Yeah, I mean, I think I legitimately think I had all these teams. Like, I maybe I had ULL over Washington, but oh, you did. Yes, you did. I remember that one. Yes, seven and one. Good weekend, Gwen. We'll just make it up. If you listen to <laughs> la- if you listen to last week and you comment that Gwen got another one wrong, I'm I don't think I can threaten you, but just know we're, we won't be happy with <laughs> it's it. Okay. Uh, so so now Florida State goes in again. The team's heading to Oklahoma City, uh, Oklahoma, Stanford, Alabama, Tennessee. That's bracket one or two. I don't know the numbers, but it's one of the two brackets. Uh, the other side, Florida State, Oklahoma State, Washington, Utah, Utah being the lowest seeded team, which is the 15th seeded team. So it's not exactly um, 
a low seeded team. It's one of the top 16 seeds. Uh, Stanford, the only non-national seed also get there. They're nine. So it's one, three, four, five, six, seven, and 15. So it's pretty, pretty chalk this year. That bracket to Florida State, Oklahoma State, Washington, Utah. Uh, Florida State draws the seven o'clock game on Thursday against Oklahoma State. Gwen, we got to have you go to Oklahoma State this year to give us That's a wonderful fun. preview. Uh, in case you forgot, and before I throw it at you, it was a two, three, series loss you won game one seven five uh you were up four nothing but you had five errors you still come back and win the game uh cat and mckenna had no earned runs so yeah that, hopefully you won't have five errors again you put up five earned runs on uh kelly maxwell two more on lexi kilfoyle said that right mm-hmm. yeah okay i feel like i'd heard you say that before and i was looking mm-hmm. at the name and i was like i got a y in there the y's are tripping me up today um Game two, Mac actually started. She gave up four earned without getting an out. Allison gave up two more earned. It was pretty much over from there. Yeah. Uh, game three was a great one. I remember we talked about this one being super regional-esque mm-hmm. um, because it was just very close. I think it was one nothing late, and then it was 3-1. But Cat uh, gave up the three earned in the sixth. Allie started the game, did three innings of no earned runs. And then it was Lexi Kilfoyle who really dominated this game for the Oklahoma State side. You left the tying runs on base. Um Outside of that, I mean, it's really it's a three pitcher team, and and they seem very similar to Oklahoma State in playing style. But you know what, Gwen, you're the expert, so I will just cede the floor to you. Yeah, I think obviously, like having played Oklahoma State three times, like that's what Coach's vision was back last year, or earlier this season, whenever she was scheduling the series, because um, she knew like if we don't get Oklahoma State in the postseason, we're going to get someone like like Oklahoma State. Um, and we just happened to get them. But I think where we are now from where we are when we played them earlier is like completely different. Like when we talk about Mac, we always point to how she did in the Oklahoma State game, which wasn't well. Um, and now she goes four innings, you know, against Georgia. Like that's just a complete 180 turnaround. Um, and I think the team is overall better as well, not just our pitching. Um, but in terms of Oklahoma State, like they're opposite as well. Like they were the number three team in the country. And, you know, since then, I don't know what their lowest ranking has been, but it has been great. Um, and now they're at six. So they've obviously stumbled a lot. Uh, they last they lost 11 of their last 13 regular season games. So like they were on a great decline, um, even though they swept Oregon and, you know, only allowed one run against the Ducks like. Oregon. I don't know. Oregon got lucky, I think, getting out of Arkansas um, and didn't really need to be out in Stillwater um, with the offense that they produced. They got, I think, less than 10 hits in the two games. Yeah, they got five hits, so very much less than 10. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I don't think Oklahoma State truly overpowered Oregon because Oklahoma State is, by and large, the better team. I just think Oregon just isn't that good of a team or they just haven't been in that position in a while. So they didn't know what to expect. It wasn't because Oklahoma state is like the number two team in the country or playing like they need to be. Um, So I think it's probably a close game against Oklahoma state, but I mean, I think Florida state's in a much better position to take this game. Yeah, and a reminder, you're you're back now. I mean, not a reminder for you, but for the audience, obviously you're aware, but you're you're back in the regional format now, right? You're you're playing to win 
your side of the bracket versus the super regional format of playing two out of three. So you don't have to beat Oklahoma state two out of three. You just got to beat them once. And then maybe you play them down the road again, but you know, get it in the driver's seat is the first step here. So um, it's not a situation where, you know, you're like, well, we'll, we'll see maybe Kelly in game one and Lexi in game two. And the, you know, yeah. it, it's kind of go for it. Do you expect this to be a, both teams put their best foot forward. Cat probably starts, Kelly starts and, and we go from there kind of situation. I wouldn't be surprised if Kat starts just because she's, I think, the, you know, the only one that's been there before on our pitching staff. Um, you know, we haven't had the best record with our first game in OKC in quite a while. So you want to get that first win under your belt because once you win, you get a day off. Um, so if Kat can give you that or, you know, Mac can give you two innings and then Kat takes over, like, yeah, I think it's going to be something like that. Um, in terms of Oklahoma State, I don't know. I feel like they may wait on Kelly Maxwell. I think Lexi Kilfoyle is pitching pretty well, um, and it may be a Lexi game one type of situation. Oh, there you go. I was I had taken notes on it, and their pitching staff, it's pretty um, – I mean, Kelly's got the most innings, but it's pretty clear, yeah. like, a, like in terms of starts, it was like 21 and then like 18 Yeah, they're and very even yeah. Yeah, they pretty spread it out, and even the innings weren't really that far apart. So it, it, it is kind of three-headed monster there, and depending on who you get, a little tougher. But, um, you know, I mean, Florida State's really got four they can go to, and, and I guess really deeper than that if you're including uh, Allison, who we didn't see. So, yeah, I mean – I will add, like – you know, we've seen Kelly Maxwell for quite a few years now. And even Lexi, we've seen her not only at Oklahoma State, but Alabama. Like, we know those two pitchers very well. Um, and, you know, they don't know us as well. Like, they probably only know Kat. Um, and they know us a little, the rest of the staff from the rest of the three games that we played. But they don't have those years of experience on our staff like we do Lexi and uh, Kelly Maxwell. Something to keep an eye on there. The other two teams in this side, uh, obviously, again, being being the um, regional type setup. The, the I don't know. I, I mentioned this last week, right? The teams that are good, kind of as a as a uh, regional team versus super regional team. Obviously, I think the one difference I forgot to mention is to play the same team over and over again. Whereas this one, you know, you don't kind of get the key on a pitcher. You kind of got to go play your game and then go from there. Um, Utah, I believe, was it Mariah Lopez pitched like every game, every every inning. Yep, this weekend, she did. all three games, she went the distance. Yep, I mean, there was probably the second game she probably was taken out the last like inning or two, but for the most part, it definitely was Mariah Lopez. Yeah, she she really carried the whole roster there, and I, I think that's a a kind of expect to see if you see Utah, expect to see her in the circle kind of situation. They they've only got four pitchers on the whole team who have even thrown in at all this year, and you've had four pitch in the super regional. So, I mean, um, you know, a, a very different team there. And then in Washington, I'll have you just kind of talk generally about both, but Washington, the team that was just up against it, uh, almost saw their season end until it was a seven run comeback in the seventh mm -hmm. against McNeese. So, um, you know, obviously you don't know which one of these teams you'll play if you'll play one of the two of them at all. Uh, but I guess kind of overall, what do you know from your, your fellow West coast brethren? Yeah, the the dogs. Um, <laughs> I you know Bailey Klingler is very much that offense for Washington. Like I'm I'm very happy that she gets to go to Oklahoma City to enter her career. 
Um, but she is just absolutely like outstanding. You know, she leads the team at RBI and home runs and hits like she does it all. Um, the thing about Washington, like they have many players that can do it all. Um, they don't have a very big roster. So in terms of them on defense, I think, you know, they're very experienced, like in very many different positions, but offensively, you know, Bailey Klingler definitely leads the charge. Sammy Reynolds is up there. Like she's very much behind Bailey. Um, and average, you know, Madison Husky, great last name. If you're, if you're a UW player, <laughs> um, and then another all name candidate, silent rain Espinosa shout out. I just love that name. Um, but they don't have very many players that steal bases. But if you are watching this last game, you know, Brooklyn Carter legit stole home um, to give them that insurance run that they needed. She's 27 for 29, which is Devin like numbers. Um, but that's pretty much it um, besides her. So I think, you know, Washington can definitely swing it. You know, Bailey leads in home runs. Madison Husky's up there as well. Um, but in the pitching circle, it's, all Ruby Malin all the time. Um, she, she, she's the ace as a freshman. I absolutely love Ruby. Um, you know, maybe I shouldn't cause I'm a Coug, but I love Ruby <laughs> so much. I think she's like outstanding. Um, uh, 2.19 ERA, 169 innings pitched when the next person is 86 innings pitched. Um, they don't have a very deep pitching staff. Um, it's just Kelly Lynch, Lindsay Lopez and Brooke Nelson behind Ruby. Um, it's literally just those four, but I think Brooke Nelson, you know, she was the reason in the pitching circle, at least that they were able to have those seven runs against McNeese. Um, she really held it down when she needed to, and she didn't really necessarily have the experience. Um, so I think this Washington team is just in a place of being gritty right now. Um, you know, a lot of these players haven't been to OKC in a couple of years, you know, especially Ruby Malin, like as the ace, like she's going into OKC for the very first time um in leading that team so it's going to be interesting to see how she does I mean the most experienced person on the team is probably Lindsay Lopez um but she's a transfer so we'll definitely see how their pitching staff holds up in Oklahoma City I'm looking through their uh I didn't realize they'd already played McNeese earlier this year and lost looking at their their uh their schedule Obviously, I you know the setup. We we don't know which of these teams we'll see at all. The one thing I don't want to pass up that you mentioned that I want to go back to: Silent Rain Espinoza. I know, crazy. I name. mean, that's an awesome name. It is. Um, that that and having a, a girl named Husky on the team for, for the Huskies <laughs> is spectacular. We need Seminole on the team. I know, or something. Sid, <laughs> Sid, Cheryl, we're looking at you, the all-time alum. This is your job. Yeah, get to recruiting. <laughs> it probably can't work because she works at Grand Canyon, so there's probably some. And, and the time, you know, just started. She's just starting, you know. What's your name? Come on, plenty of time to come back home. There's always a chance. Um, other side. Um, obviously, you only see one of these teams that they get through. But uh, how else do I say Oklahoma? I mean, I don't know. It's just it's hard because it's like if. Oklahoma doesn't make it to the championship series it's literally going to be up it's Oklahoma versus the other seven teams like I don't think it's going to be the same team beating Oklahoma twice or however it works out like it has to be two different teams that have the best game of their life Um, and that's a really tough ask but you know we'll see yeah that's the craziest thing that I was thinking this weekend watching the um, Oklahoma Clemson game was like they had the leading game too. And I was like, okay, they could win this. And then I was like, can they, 
can they do it twice? Yeah. And, and I was like, and I kept thinking like, well, when you get to OKC, you're looking at a situation where, like you said, it, it's a, you know, a, a three team bracket battling against them. I'm like, well, I guess we're going to just split it, you know, or where maybe Montana Fouts gets in one game and, and you know, I, I don't know, Stanford puts together, Tennessee puts together a game, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like, I, that's, it, it's hard to wrap your mind around them losing twice. And obviously Florida state is, is a team that is capable of doing that. I think if you were probably rattling off a handful, um, Florida state would be the first one out of your mouth. With, especially yeah. With yeah. But it also is interesting because it's like all these other teams or not all of them, but you know, Oklahoma state, us, Utah, I don't know if Washington has um, played Oklahoma this year or in the, Oh, they did play Oklahoma. So you know, I don't think Alabama or Tennessee or Stanford have, but that's four teams right there. They're not on our side of the bracket, obviously, but, you know, who knows, like when the bracket flips or in the championship series or whatever, like that's four teams that have already played Oklahoma. Um, And Utah, despite losing horribly this year, they played Oklahoma really well last season when they played them. And they have two Oklahoma connections on staff, um, a former player and Patty Gasso's son. So, I mean, that's two players who know Oklahoma probably very well. Um, it's not like Oklahoma's coming in and they've never played any of the other teams. Like, there's a, there is a good shot, you know, probably more than the last couple seasons where Oklahoma could take a loss. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it, looking at their schedule, it's amazing how many, like, 15-0, 14-0 games <laughs> against, against ranked teams that you see. Um, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you – you talk about it. Florida State gave them a game in, in their stadium. Um, Washington gave them a game. You know, the, you go down the list. There's there they they've been pushed. You just watch Clemson, who we didn't think was was going to get out of their regional, push them in, in their super. So, um, I mean, we say push them, but it, they, I guess they should have probably won that game too if they could get yeah. one more strike. But yeah, I, I I'm interested to see if anyone has an answer for Oklahoma. I mean, that'll be it. Obviously, we've got. Uh, a few weeks, I guess, to find out a few, probably 10 days or however long the tournament is going to go here. Um, any final thoughts, I guess, on this, on this bracket, the way this lays out? Um, um I, I think Florida state has a really good draw. You know, I, I'm anyone who's listening probably knows that as well. Um, yeah. we've matched up against Oklahoma state before Washington is a gritty team, but probably not playing absolute best Husky softball right now. Um, and then Utah gritty as well, but kind of riding that one pitcher in Mariah Lopez. So we'll see. Yeah. I think it's for all the complaining we had about the regional and super regional draws. I think the rest of the bracket kind of folds out great, especially with UCLA long out of the way. Yeah. Um, well, again, it gets started Thursday at seven o'clock. Hopefully we'll have another episode for you here previewing, what's to come uh hopefully with some expert insight i won't elaborate more than that you can take that for whatever you would like um when the other thing from last week i was told i talked too much and I, I did but the one thing we didn't talk about that i think left part of that was uh mother released new music this week taylor swift uh, put out some songs and i need <laughs> to know um do you like do you like this ice spice remix on karma i don't think it's awful I, mean, I, I, like it. I don't think it I'm not clicking it and thinking oh yeah I want to listen to the Ice Spice version of Karma but I do like it I I I saw it on TikTok with the 
like the the original music under it and i liked it so much better i didn't mm. like that they kind of stopped it didn't it didn't hit for me it didn't work okay. i was hopeful i was very hopeful uh it, it just didn't work for me uh although i was on top of that so so i spice was on the friday friday show at metlife um yeah, they got getaway car with jack don't even talk to me about that are you kidding maroon and maroon which would have been brian's choice one and two i think back to december would have been third but that would have been one and two for me well back to december probably two but this is this is this is like if you if I'd have sat down and it'd been like brian picked your songs this would have been it yeah i think mine would i would agree honestly like those are just i can't talk about it still oh yeah well uh well congratulations to the folks at uh, night three tonight who'll obviously get cornelia street and what other other song comes along with it um what was the other song? Oh, she released the. Did you hear this? Have you heard the CD, the CD song? I haven't. I because I think I maybe I'm just like not on the right side of Twitter to find it. But you have to like get a weird Google Drive link, or it's like encrypted on Spotify as a podcast. Um. So I don't know. I need to do some digging. I was gonna say. It. Let me let me find the link and send it around to you. It is. Yeah. It's uh. Another one of those really well-written breakup songs. It's just, you know, I think, well, actually, I saw a TikTok of somebody playing that song and I believe Cornelia Street, like right yeah. at the same time. And it just fits so well. It goes, it, just, it literally, it meshes. It's beautiful. And it's crazy, like how Taylor Swift has that mind. Singer, songwriter, extraordinaire, as we called her mother. Taylor yeah. just doing her thing. Um, the other thing was the oh, hits different finally out. I, this, I, I love hits different. Such oh a good God. song. How did she gatekeep the song from streaming services for so long? You know. you Target. <laughs> but that's it. Thank yeah. you guys for listening. We'll have a new podcast again, hopefully later this week. So stay tuned for that. I've got to be honest with you. I don't know when the next pod after that's going to be. Um, I'm assuming next weekend. Yeah, it's, we'll it's just, interesting if we're, you know, still playing on, if we go to the champ, I guess Sunday, I don't know, champ series. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how the the bracket and schedule unfolds from there. Um, yeah. We'll do our best to have another episode for you coming up. Until then, obviously, Gwen's got all of the latest and greatest articles for everything you guys could possibly want posted all the time. Thanks to the folks over there who are doing like the play by play and the comments and everything. Um, and yeah, you guys give, continue giving Gwen her flowers for all of the wonderful articles she posts, like eight seconds into the game ends from halfway across the country while watching on like a streaming service. So, uh, great work, Gwen. Way to go. Um, there you go. That was collective me passing it along from, yeah. So it looks like, yeah, they won't, so they could be in the bracket to regional championship on Monday. Yeah, it's it's weird because like at some point the bracket flips over and it does it like in the semifinals. Yeah, it's weird. I don't get that either. Or the quarterfinals, uh, I don't know, whichever comes first. Yeah, I see that. That's strange. But it's just the loser of that regional final game. I don't understand that at all. But um if you're listening and don't know, every time you win a game, you get a day off. So there you go. They play Thursday, they win. They play Saturday. If they lose, they play Friday night. If they win that, if they win the Saturday, they play Monday. They win that, then they play again on Wednesday. So 
Um, the only game they could play twice in a day would be that regional championship would be Monday doubleheader situation, kind of like a they have it on here as noon and 2.30 or 7 and 9.30. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on how that would play out. Uh, so until then, uh, we'll just, I don't know, just look for the article on TomahawkNation.com or on Glenn's Twitter account at O-K-A-W-O-K-A-Y-G-W-Y-N. I keep wanting to bring that W up ahead. Maybe I'll have that <laughs> figured out for the Super Regional or the WCWS. See, look at the W's all over my head. Until then, Brian, Gwen, that's a wrap.